Welcome back to the Scotch Podcast. This is episode 20 and we are joined by Mr. Driver, um, who actually, like, he is the principal, but, like, his main job is being the coach for the volleyball uh, B girls team. So, also, I'm still um, upset with you for this morning for making us do push-ups. Very rude. Um, And we're also joined by Miss Grave. Hi. um, Who has found the cat's book. It's a program. Yeah. If anyone wants me to sing during this pod, I'm ready. I, th- I think we need that. You never know. Okay. Um, oh, and I'm Kaylin. Hi, I'm new. So, yeah. I'm the new girl. I'm the new girl. <laughs> new girl in town. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Driver, what is your favourite thing about Scotch? I like the fact that all the plants are real. <laughs> I've got a real thing about indoor plants being plastic plants and... And, and not real. Mm. And I love the fact that we're in a place where it's got a really cool environment. Um, and I think that's a really sort of cool little metaphor for us as a school in lots of ways. Mm. Um, that there's a school that's got lots of life around it. It's a school that's vibrant. Um, and it's a school that's, um, that's really authentic about the way that we do stuff here. Um, and that's a really exciting part of the place to be. Yeah, okay. And Miss Grave, uh, how does Scotch compare to the school that you went to as a student? Oh, wow. Um, I went to a school um, in Victoria, private girls' school, for 13 years. I was one of the lifers. Um, great school, um, Turak College on the Mornington Peninsula, but all girls, so very different. I still find boys loud and scary and unusual because I wasn't used to them as a student. Um, but in terms of the values, possibly quite similar. Um, you know, committed to excellence, um, outward-looking, globally connected. So lots of similarities, um, but very, very different. But sandstone buildings and gates and ribbons and blazers and all of that. Yeah. Um, Mr Driver, what do you find most special about Scotch? Oh, you want that? It's, it's one of those things, I think, sometimes where you... Where, do you want the whole list? <laughs> Or just the top ten? <laughs> Probably top ten. Yeah, look, I think, I think this is a place where everyone can sort of pretty much work out how they can do the things that they really want to do and take the opportunities to do the stuff that they really want to do. And then there's a whole lot of other stuff that goes on where they get the chance to do stuff that they haven't yet worked it out. Um, and I sort of feel really fortunate because I've got this sort of magical key that lets me into anywhere around the school. So I can sit cross-legged in a sandpit in the ELC and play trucks and have phone calls um, with people um, behind timber walls. Um, and I can wander in and out of Year 12 classes um, and watch students doing stuff that they never thought that they, that they would get a chance to do. Um, and I think that plays out every day. Um, and it's great fun to watch. Oh, OK. Yeah. It'd be fun to sit in a sandpit just answer all your business calls, just like... Yeah, so he's not there anymore, but Harvey, who's now in reception, um, every time I'd walk past the gate, he'd call me and I'd go over and there's, a, um, there's, there's two chairs with a piece of plywood in between them and there's two old school phones still on cords. And so Harvey would sit on one side and Harvey and I would talk on the phone to each other for five or ten minutes Solving every time. Solving the problems of the world. Fabulous stuff. And if, you, and if you haven't done a marble run for a while, like you haven't built a marble run, you know, with the ramps and the... Um, and the little magnetic plates and stuff. 
you know, that is something that's well worthwhile spending 20, 20 minutes doing one day. I love going down there when the marble runs out. Okay. Um, She'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what plans do you have for Scotch next year? Next year or this year or any year? Um, oh, well, let's go with next year, 2025. <laughs> it's looking good already. Oh, look, I think for me, um, you know, at a high level, we're about to launch our new Strat Intent, which sounds probably pretty boring to you, but that sort of sets the direction as a school for what we're going to do. And from that, we are going to take Mr Driver's magic key and unlock all these new fantastic magical doors. Um, that's an interesting analogy, actually, isn't it? But it, it, it's sort of we've got this opportunity now to sort of we're through COVID, we've built this amazing building, and now where do we go next? And and is that going to look like more global engagement or or new and different subjects or all all the things? And and I think what we're keen to do is is speak to you guys more. You know, if you had to say you're in year ten. What's the one thing you would love between now and when you finish year 12? And I'm putting you on the spot. But do you know what I mean? It's actually important that you have some input at the table as well because it's not our school, it's our school, if that makes sense. And you might have this greatest idea and we go, actually, that's awesome, let's try and do that. I don't think we look. We're really conscious that you know, in a hundred years' time, someone's going to pull open this big book, or it might not even be a book anymore, or it might not even be a tablet. Who knows what it's going to look like? And it's going to be about the story of the school over the past couple of hundred years. And you know, we might feel like now, when we're here, you know, it's the most important thing in the universe. But I suppose in a hundred years' time, it might be a paragraph in a book. You know, over the over the five years or ten years or however long Miss Grave and I are going to be here. Um, and so we're really conscious that. We want to be the people that can also leave this place better than we found it, but then hand it over to someone so it's, so it's got lots of continuity. And I think about a lot of the conversation we're having about AI mm-hmm. and the impact that that might have on schools. Um, and we're sort of wondering, you know, how's that going to impact on how we learn and what we learn and the things that we do and the way that we as a school operate, you know? Is it going to mean that in 20 years' time you're going to sit in a classroom with other people? Or is everybody going to have their own personal individual AI tutors or are we going to be working half in class? Who's to know? But um, it's, it, it, you know, these are things that we're, that we're currently thinking about. These are things that we're asking questions about um, and not because we want to make change for the sake of change but because it's important for us always to make sure that we're worried about the things that are happening tomorrow um, in terms of the things that we're doing today. What was your most memorable Scotch moment from your first year at Scotch, Miss Driver? Um, it would probably involve the pool, but I <laughs> fell in at one point in time and I was fully clothed. But look, we I think... still haven't seen that. I would still love to see that. Yeah. Warren King may be the person to yeah. reveal that it's footage. <laughs> um, I suppose my most memorable moment, my most memorable moments were, I think, the things where the whole school came together. So I really love to see the spirit and the excitement and the fun on Founders Day, on the first swimming carnivals that I got to go, to, go to um, the first athletics days. Like, they were, they were ridiculous fun. Like, there is something, you know, I, I, come from a diff- I, I came from a different style of school before I was here, and it was a very buttoned-down school, and it was, a, it was a school where formality was really important. And for me to walk from Torrance Park House down through the pavilion onto the Oval and then watch a 100-metre event where where half 
the um, the runners were dressed up as bananas. Um, that said enormous things to me. I, that was that was an amazingly fun day, um, and so those those are memories that sort of that live you know very very strongly in my mind. While you were talking, I was thinking of two things. Founders Day, I think, is really important, um, and I remember that strongly. And we all had the Foundation Sausage Celebration, I believe. Mr. Disher coined that term. Um, because I think for me the tradition part is really important as well. I love the fun and the games and I'm as happy as the next person to be playful. But I tell you, every single time I stand in the foyer, Mr Driver's there and we're in, we call imposition for the start of assembly and those bagpipes start and Mr Driver heads off and then I follow him. I get very... Um, I actually get quite teary every single time it happens because I think I'm part of something here that's pretty special and not everyone gets to do this and, and I find that um, a privilege. Um, so I love that. But the other thing um, is sort of silly, I suppose, and I think you were involved in this. Were you involved in the great monorail discussion of how do we get from Piranha down to the chapel? Yes. One afternoon, I think it was after the Easter service, there was a group of <laughs> students who said, Mrs Grave, we just think it's ridiculous about how far it takes to walk to Piranha. I mean, seriously, come on, guys. And then there was the, we need a slip and slide, it's a monorail, it's a train, it's, we need um, segways, we need... And I just thought, I love the fact that we're having this playful conversation, but actually... Maybe there's something in it. And, you know, I think that's the thing about Scotch is sometimes we swim around in funny, playful things, but we're not afraid to go, well, hang on, maybe we should actually do something different. Yeah. Did, um, did you get the design drawings from the Year 12 engineering students? No, I didn't. So Mr McMillan, Sam McMillan, who's our Chief Operating Officer, he looks after a lot of the infrastructure around the place, he gets this letter and these drawings from two Year 12 students who wanted to put a zip line in that ran from the top corner of Piranha all the way down to Web Science. That's and cool. they'd done the drawings, they'd done the calcs, they'd done a whole lot, and they sort of said, look, you know, it takes too long to get to get <laughs> down, so a zip line would yeah. just be amazing. And, and, and I thought that was very, very cool. It didn't solve the big problem because it's not coming down that's the hard thing, it's the walking up yeah, the hill. Yeah, that's actually so yeah. fair. You know, like you get up there, particularly on a hot day, you get a bit sweaty and stuff, and yep. you're a bit puffed once you get to the top of the stairs and you're looking for a coffee and stuff Correct. like that. Go-kart. Yeah. Just a little go-kart, just drive up there. Mm. Let's do it. What is the best item on the canteen menu? And I think we need an answer from both of you. Mm. You've got to go canteen and Piranha Cafe because they... True. I know what you're going to say, but you you go. <laughs> Mr. Driver loves food. That's what I've learned. <laughs> yeah, look, okay. So I'm actually really torn. Okay. Okay, so... Look, yeah, I don't think that's a fair question. Okay, <laughs> I don't. I just think that's an unreasonable question. I think the question that you should have asked for is that if we say this particular time period during the course of the day, what's the best food item? Like, what's the best morning food or what's the best lunch mm -hmm. food? You know, because your decision-making process is really different. Um, I love a muffin. God, I love a muffin. Um, and so when we're talking about canteens and we're talking about Piranha Cafe, both of them do really good muffins. Like, I do love a vanilla slice, but we often don't see the vanilla slice, you know, available Special around the school. Yeah. Yep. But the standout piece for me is still Fridays, it's still lunchtime, it's Piranha Cafe, it's the homemade sausage, sausage roll. rolls. I knew he was going to say it. It's the sausage it. roll at Piranha. And they're getting bigger just yep. for you, fatter, yep. longer. <laughs> yep. 
And I have a standing order every Friday. That How many do you me. eat? Only one. I heard a rumour it was two. Yeah, I, I went through a period that it was two. I heard two. about it. But yeah, that was. I'm going to have to start looking after your health. Yeah, no, no, that was when I was training to be an elite triathlete, and now I'm. And, and now, now you're I'm, not. I'm, I'm tapering at the minute. I'm Got not in, not in yep. the um in you know in yeah, a professional training zone. I'm in. Yeah, me too. I've given that up this year as well. Um, I like cold rolls from the canteen. They're delicious, lovely, and I like a protein ball. That sounds very healthy, doesn't it? Where do you stand, though, on the um, – sorry, I don't mean to take over your job. No, that's fine. Um, as the podcast host. Like, do you two have a view on the, on the difference between the hot lunch and the cold lunch? Because I reckon a really, really luxurious thing is something hot for lunch. Like in if, winter. If, no, if, if you have a pie, if you have a sausage roll, you know, if in there's like a, a nachos or something, to me that just feels luxurious – you know, mm. because maybe it was because I've been brought up on sandwiches and, mm. you know, Rivetas and stuff. But, like, Rivetas. it needs to be winter to have something more like Miss Graves was saying. Because, like, like, when it's hot, like, it has, like, been the two past two days, it's nice to have something called, like, the sushi or, like... Mm. Mm. Do you know what I do love? Yeah. It's not from the canteen or the cafe. Yeah. I love a crusket and peanut butter from the staff room. What is a crusket? I love a crusket. Like what babies eat, but bigger. <laughs> like, you know, is that what they're called in South Australia? Okay. A crosskit. Yeah. Now that I've said it out loud, it seems weird. Yeah, look, look, I am. Um, no, I had a conversation. Crunchy peanut yeah. butter. I had a conversation with some of the um, um, some of the house captains at swimming carnival and made a reference to a film, mm. and they got stuck into me and said, "Couldn't you come up with something that was, you know, mm. within the last twenty years or something?" No. <laughs> Your crosskit just feels like a nineteen eighties yeah. biscuit, not a not a twenty twenty four biscuit. Yeah. Soz. <laughs> but I love it. Love it, Crosscut. What is the best muffin at like the canteen? Ross brand white chocolate. Like there's no, there's, <laughs> there's no. Okay, sorry. You don't. She doesn't need to answer. Um, I don't eat muffins. Oh, I love a muffin, and 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 the raspberry slash berry with white chocolate muffin. Just there's that, and that everybody else is competing you know, for second place. A lot of people are talking about the savoury muffins being excellent. So. I just find them too much, too much muffin. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You know, look, you know, you also use the word muffin, like you didn't introduce Friond into the conversation. Like I think the Friond <laughs> is an entirely different category. I think, I think you go, you're motivated by something different when you go mm. for a Friond than actually when you go for a muffin. Um, the lemon curd muffins up at Piranha are, are, good. are tops. They are good. But a berry and white chocolate muffin. Yes. Highlight of the week. I oh. cannot read. <laughs> Do you see a reality TV future at Scotch? So, like, Survivor Goose Island. Um, oh, my the gosh. Apprentice, I love this question the so block, much. MasterChef. You know? That's yes to every single thing you've just said. <laughs> Survivor Goose Island. That's great. Yeah, we just don't want it to be a lone Goose Island. I don't. Oh, no. Yeah, no, but Survivor Goose Island. That'd be the good. The Apprentice is good. MasterChef in. Gosh, that would be terrifying in, down there. Yes. Excellent. I was, I was sort of thinking about my classroom rules as well. So my <laughs> classroom rules. Oh, my gosh, yes. So I reckon that that's got some legs. Yeah. And there's what I have also liked has been <laughs> the odd reality show that's popped up that's tried to pick somebody for a particular job. Like, you know, there was one in the US where they tried to find a new singer for Queen, um, mm. you know, or someone to replace something. I wonder whether or not we could do something like that with one That's of them. That's really you know? cool. You know, there was, there's been sporting ones and stuff mm, as well. Mm. I love it. I'd, that's a yes to all of those. <laughs> Let's do it. 
Um, have you considered adding a moat around the chapel? Um, like it could be used for like rowing training or outdoor education prep. Boat. I thought you were talking about like to float little paper boats, but <laughs> rowing seems like a bigger. Yeah, like you know ditch. how like castles have like a moat and like a drawbridge and everything. Have you considered that? Yeah, look, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't been thinking about the motor in the shuttle, no. But let's let's go there. Let's but but look, consider anything. But look, we're 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 a place that's big on ideas. You know, <laughs> why wouldn't we? Why not? Um, Miss Grave. You are an English teacher and Correct. a drama teacher. Indeed. Um, as well as a bit of a Swifty fan, mm. you know. Uh, did you go to the concert? This is the saddest story ever. But no. I sacrificed oh. the ticket and sent smallest grave to Melbourne. Oh. I know. I was an excellent mother. So <laughs> with four daughters, that was a highly prized ticket. It was a VIP you know, two rows from the front first night of the Melbourne tour and Rosie Grave was there and not me. I know. But thank you for asking. (laughs) Um, How well do you think you know Shakespeare? And could you tell us the difference between Taylor Swift and Shakespeare quotes? I could try. Oh, dear. I've got sweaty hands. You're still all over me like like a wine-stained dress I can't wear anymore. Do I have to say whether that was Taylor Swift or Shakespeare that wrote that? Uh-huh. Tell us whether it's Taylor Swift I'm or I'm thinking it's Taylor Swift. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Woo! The crowd goes mild. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, that was all too well. Um, okay. Yep. Cla- a classic. Love looks not with the eyes but the mind. Shakespeare. Yep. A summer's midnight dream. That is... Uh, the rest of the world was black and white, but we were in screaming colour. Shh, shh. It was Shakespeare's Taylor Swift. It's Taylor Swift. Yep, it's Taylor Swift. Out of the woods. Out of the woods. Are we out of the woods? Are we out of the woods? That one. Yeah. Parting is such sweet sorrow. Shaky. Romeo and Juliet. Love it. Do you miss the rogue who co coaxed you into paradise and left you there. I thought you were actually asking me a question. <laughs> Do I miss the rogue? Yes, I miss him dreadfully. Um, that surely is Shakespeare. <laughs> no, Taylor Swift. Taylor, who Coney is Island. Oh, yeah. Who, who is she talking about? I don't know. I don't know. Someone's going to bully me terribly for this, but yep. Apologies. I'm probably gonna get bullied after this by my by some of my friends but i'm not a swifty so aren't you i do not like you're not in it i like taylor swift yeah i'm just not a swifty yeah fair um no judgment so mr driver um you are quite a numbers and data person do you have any favorite numbers (laughs) (laughs) uh no i look look, i love a round number yeah yeah like a number that doesn't have lots of decimal places after it you know it's nice and big and easy to see. Yeah. yeah. Are you one of those people that has, like, the thing about, like, when the volume is at a certain level, like, it has to be, like, a five or a zero or, like, an even number? No. Oh, am I? No, I, no, not anymore. Um, like, in the old days, when you used to have to get up out of your chair and walk yeah. across to an amp <laughs> and turn a dial, like, yeah. there'd always be places that I'd go to. But... um. I actually don't even pay any attention now. I just press the button on the laptop until it gets loud enough, you know, and, 
um, and then and then go from there. Okay. Um, what's your favourite type of graph? Um, so my favourite type of graph, I really love a well-formed column graph, but you can't have too many comparative columns. Like if you've if you've got more than two in each of the bunches, I just reckon that it just fiddles with your eyes. Like there's something beautiful about a pie. It's elegant. You know, a line you can just look at and go, wow, look at a trend and look, there's some peaks and troughs and I get really excited. I'm a bit shaking itself now <laughs> when I think about what a really good line graph looks like, but I think they can be overcomplicated. I do love a great column. Okay. Because the columns can be different colours and stuff as well and you just don't get that opportunity, you know, with different graphs. Could you graphs. Uh, please explain the following graphs to us. Uh-oh. Oh, dear. Okay, so I'm, I'm looking at... Discover spelling errors or typos in an ML. So, so I'm just showing it to a camera here. So it's a, it's a big pie graph. Um, and the title is, When you discover spelling errors or typos in an email before you send it, tiny, tiny little wedge. Yep. Um, when you've just sent it, nearly everything else. Yes. That is the story of my life. Yes. The number of times I read things before I send them and go, yeah, that's good to go. I've got no errors in it. And, and that's just horrible. That's me. Your knowledge my knowledge of traffic laws. Yes. Ah, it increases until the time you pass the test and then bottoms out to <laughs> autonomous ignorance. I actually quite like that. So, uh -huh. so I like a scale that goes superior, excellent, average, poor, and then autonomous ignorance. I like the way that that drops mm -hmm. off. Yes, no, that's, um, yeah, having, having spent a lot of time on the roads with lots of other people. Mm -hmm. So I'm showing <laughs> that to the camera. Um, <laughs> And finally, things to do in a zombie apocalypse again. Okay, so you're actually aware of what sort of pie diagram that is? That's called an exploded pie diagram because each of the wedges sort of pop... See how the wedges sort of pop out a little bit out of the pie? Very technical type of pie you diagram. You need to get out more, Mr Driver. So what, so what are things we're going to do in order of, of, of least to most significant? Seek refuge, get weapons, yep. Raid shops for food, yep. Make a video diary, yep. Get really excited <laughs> and say, woohoo, it's actually happening. That's I'm a bit of a fan funny. of your zombie movie as a... Um, um, as a genre as well. So mm. part of me always want, I always watch them and wonder what would I do um, if mm. I was in a zombie apocalypse. Okay. <laughs> um, but wait, there's more. Oh, good. Oh. Ah, the McDonald's curve. Mm. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. <laughs> um, I do like the way that the, yeah. the McDonald's pieces. Cool. I've got a real thing for fast food. Um, and so I'm the sort of guy that when I'm watching old school TV and the ad comes up for the new McChicken Maxi Bon Burger or whatever it's going to be, I'm Ew. the guy who goes, yeah, I've got to go and give that a crack. Um, and so I don't know why, but, um, but you strange little one-offs mm -hmm. at fast food places, I'm, kept, I'm, I'm up for them. You're up. Except, you except for Red Rooster. Do you have like a usual order, like from McDonald's? Or like Macca's, sorry. Yeah, look, yeah, I do. Um, it depends on, again... Can we go? Can, can we just can we time these questions up a little? bit? It's a time of day thing, right? Mm. Like if it's around a meal time, like if it's a lunchtime dinner time thing, okay. A McAngus usually usually with the usually with bacon Angus. works. Um, Said I avoid, no one ever. I avoid Angus. I avoid the chicken and always just and, and always get it upside. Um, but I'm a I'm a big McFlurry fan. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, and I think the classic Oreo just works mm. a treat. I like a drive-through breakfast kind of flat white, a hash brown and a sausage and egg McMuffin. Um, I'm more of a sausage than the bacon. I accidentally drove through a McDonald's once and asked for a banana McMuffin. <laughs> um, 
No, a sausage, a banana and sausage McMuffin. <laughs> I thought I was weird. They didn't give it to me, which was good. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a road trip. You know, you're on a road trip. That's the McDonald's drive-through. That's how you know you're on a road trip. Mm. See, when you're on a road trip, for me, it's sausage rolls and vanilla slices. Everything the whole is <laughs> sausage rolls with you. Yeah. I like it when you do a big one and you go through little towns you've never been to before, mm, me and too. there's little random bakeries there, mm. and to be able to have sausage rolls from different places. Like Canalpin pies, um, waffles, and whatever it is on the way to Melbourne. Yes. So good. Yeah. Yeah, and the roller coaster thing at Keith in the playground. That's really good. And having <laughs> having done the um, the Sydney to Adelaide yes. trip more than a few times over the past twelve months or so, um, Loxton best pie, mm. Narandra best vanilla and slice. slice. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. But yeah, so. That is all the questions that I have for you. Thank you so much. You've been amazing. You've been so good. Well done. Great one. Thank you. Love number 20. Yay.